Hey, you, stop what you're doing. Head over to fantasydaydreamers.com. We got all of our content up there. You guys want our podcast? We got it. You guys want articles? We got it. You guys want rankings? We got them weekly. So go ahead and head over to fantasydaydreamers.com. Producer Ian, drop that beat. Was chilling, y'all. It's your boy, Big Game JJ, back at again with the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. As I said, I'm your host, JJ. You guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. With me today is Keone. Hello, everybody. It is I, me, the man, the myth, the possible legend, depending on which household you live in. You know, it and. Some for le- for some legendary writings that will live for the end of time because of the way they do it. They're they're archived, so remember that when you do it on Twitter. You can follow me <laughs> at Daydreamer Me uh, Daydreamer Keone. There you go. <laughs> and intern Aaron is here. Uh, I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh, you can follow me at AJC underscore Daydreamers for all my articles and uh, get it back to JJ here. I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate no you. Yeah, give me a brief. Efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, today we got some news. We got you guys' start sit questions, and we got some nightmares to go over. Let's get into the news. First, real quick, running back Adrian Peterson was signed by the Seattle Seahawks to their practice squad. Old man Peterson back at it again. You guys think he actually gets playing time with Seattle? Maybe. I mean, is he better than their five other running backs that they seem to have? Maybe. <laughs> Alex Collins. Uh, he's probably right on par with Alex Collins. They're probably pretty close. Oh, well, then he has a job then. <laughs> he's got a job. Just name recognition alone. True. All right. Quarterback Taysom Hill was announced as the starter for the Saints. Is this um, good, bad? How do you guys feel about Taysom Hill? I think it's good for Saints in general just because they've had quite a bit of a lack of offense recently. Um, haven't looked good at all. Like, I know Simeon's a, uh, Trevor Simeon's a competent quarterback, but uh, they, need, they need a little bit more, especially if they're going in um, the way their defense has been playing. Their defense has been playing not great as of late, and I think uh, Taysom Hill brings a little bit more um, tricks. Je ne sais quoi. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> just because it allows them to do more in the offense than uh, having a typical quarterback, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they they need to do something different than what they're doing because it's weird because the Saints, like a lot of things you see, like, oh, they're the number one this, and it's like they're not playing it like it, though. Like it says they're the number one defense against like the rush, I think, but it's yes. like it doesn't seem like it. They don't seem like they're the best in really anything, and it's really, really shows, and they're very wishy-washy in like boomer bust kind of as just a team in general. And so they need some consistency or something, and hopefully maybe for them, Taysom Hill can bring it, but we'll see. All right, and for the rest of the news, I got just a lot of players that are going to be questionable. I want you guys to tell me whether you guys think they play this week and whether you would start them or not. So let's start off with Saints running back Alvin Kamara. He was limited again on Wednesday, but he did practice three days straight. He will be a game-time decision going Thursday night against the Cowboys. 
You guys think Alvin Kamara plays, and if he does, do you guys start him? I think he plays, and if he is playing, I think you start him up. He's one of your just standout even guys. With, even with Taysom Hill as the starter going to take away those rushing attempts from, especially near the goal line from Kamara. Yeah, I think they're just in need of a offense in general, and whether they're getting it on the ground with Kamara or even on dump out, dump off passes, I think that he's uh, still starter worthy. Yeah, I, like they need him to play for sure. And I, he has missed a few weeks. Um, hopefully his, his knee, I think, is better now, hopefully. And if he's played multiple game or multiple days, practice multiple days in a row, that's a good sign. And it would be nice for them if it was a, a longer week. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, they kind of need him to, to do something. And because, like, you talk about the Patriots, you know, not having, you know, you don't know their receivers. This New Orleans team, like that's there's another like they're even worse. Yeah. So they need that big their big name player to kind of come through and provide something, so it can open up for Taysom Hill. All right. On the other side of the ball on Thursday night's game, the Cowboys activated wide receiver Amari Cooper, but he will still be questionable. Keone, do you think he plays? And if so, do you start him? Um, because the COVID stuff is is weird. So I like I I don't know and. It's we do we have like do we know how many tests he's had or anything? Or? No, we don't know how many. T- I'm sure he's getting tested almost daily. Okay, and it's has it been more than like the ten days or something? It has been more than the ten days. He okay. is activate. He he was activated. Okay. He's back with the team. So hopefully for like his sake and everybody else's sake that he's healthy. Um, and if that's the case, then yes, I'm playing him because they really need their top two receivers in C D Lamb and him. And we saw like great like Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup can perform well, but they need those explosive guys to get the win. So I think you start him if he plays. Yeah, I think he I think he does end up playing, but I'm avoiding him this week if I can, just because, you know, there's been reports that he's been dealing with still uh, symptoms of the COVID stuff. So a lot of like coughing and respiratory issues. And I think that he may end up being one of those uh, active but break glass in case of emergency type players where he's not out there all the time. Amari Cooper loves to do that even if he's out on the field. He'll just take some plays off. And yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I feel you on that. I don't, I, he, he's right there on the edge. I think I would have to start him up, though, if he's, if he's playing. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, he suffered a strained neck. He will be questionable for his game. They, they said... They're not ruling him out. I am. Is that is that just coach coach speak? Though? Coach speak. Yeah, that is that is uh, Joe Judge saying we need Daniel Jones to play because I will not have a job <laughs> if we have to keep starting Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon here, <laughs> and I might not even have a job if I do start Daniel Jones. Yeah, uh, I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays. I wouldn't either. be playing him even if he's active. Yeah, that strained neck. We saw somebody else have a strained neck or or something with a neck problem within Chris Carson. And it was like, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. And then, no, he's gone for – he's having surgery. So he's done for the season. So necks are very touchy, like, sub, like areas for injury. So I'd be, they'd have to be very careful. All right. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Head coach Nick Sirianni said he is hopeful to have him play. Jalen Hurts said himself that he will play. You guys believe the player? That he's going to play. I mean, of course, he's going to say that. Like, yeah. That's one of those things where it's like you have to, on your, on, you have to be like, yeah, I'm going to, like, if anything, to will yourself into to thinking that. But the the term hopeful has me a little bit skeptical because that's a very you know open ended term, 
And so that can go either way. And that's not like a commitment and an ankle injury that really affects his rushing ability, which is his bread and butter and basically all he has kind of. It's his main source of fantasy production is him running. So even if he is, I don't, I don't think he ends up playing. It's the Jets. I think they can get by. The Eagles can get by with, um, you know, their backup quarterback and whoever that is. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. Hey, hey. (laughs) So I think they can get by with Gardner Minshew and, uh, I wouldn't be playing Jalen Hurts even if he's healthy or quote unquote healthy for the game. Yeah. He's playing. I think he, I think he does, uh, play this week for the Eagles and I think he's going to be right on the edge there of being a starter. Um, but you're right. You take away his, his rushing ability and that really hurts him. Um, to produce for fantasy his running back miles sanders also was limited in practice on wednesday with an ankle injury boston scott he was out on of practice with an illness man this this eagles backfield this rush game that has been so dominant as of late it's really banged up right now do you guys think that miles sanders plays boston scott i i don't know if i can trust any of the like that running back core because at least for fantasy because every time it's been like, oh, this is going to be the guy who's the guy for this week. They change it up on you. And so they do a little sleight of hand or whatever just to make you look dumb. So I can't trust any like Eagles running back to be the, the go-to guy um, for fantasy at least. Yeah, and I think a big part of the uh, Eagles running back success um, is based on Jalen Hurts being that mobile guy. Like it's... It's the deception that you see with, oh, is he going to keep it? Is it Jalen Hurts running? Is it Miles Sanders? And like Keone said, they've been doing the sleight of hand with who the main guy is going to be where Miles Sanders gets hurt. We think it's Kenneth Gainwell. Surprise, Jordan Howard off the practice squad (laughs) gets in the end zone twice. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? So I'm not starting uh, Miles Sanders if he's listed as active. I'd like to at least wait, give it a full week. And you're staying away from Boston Scott as well? Yep, if I have other choices, I'm avoiding the Eagles' backfield as a whole, especially if Jalen Hurts is out. All right. And last player here, Broncos running back Melvin Gordon. He was held out of Wednesday's practice with a hip and a shoulder injury. Melvin Gordon, you guys think he plays? And are you starting him? I think he plays. Um, I'd be a little hesitant to start him just because he hasn't looked like he's been the main guy, even when he has been healthy. We've seen a lot of Javante Williams recently, and um, I think that... Broncos might be a little bit more um, eager to see what Devontae looks like with the main workload. So um, I think if you're in a pinch, you can start him, but I wouldn't be starting him and expecting him to be that top 20 guy he's been. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly who they play this week, but they play the um, the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Okay. It's at a, Arrowhead. It's a decent matchup, but the defense is playing better, and... <sighs> he's kind of touchdown dependent anyways, so... But he gets those touchdowns. I know he does get the touchdowns, so it's like... Not last week. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Mm. One time. I don't know. I, I think it's... I'm going to say no. You're going to say he does not play, or... Yeah, I'm going to say he doesn't play and go with Javante Williams. Oh, yeah, I think you definitely start Javante Williams over so. him uh, now. What if you have Melvin Gordon or Boston Scott? You're starting Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yes. Take Gordon over Scott. Yes. Assuming that Miles Sanders is out. What about if Miles Sanders plays? Miles Sanders or Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. I'm going Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I don't trust the, again, I don't trust the Eagles backfield. All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our start sit questions. 
If you guys have any start sit questions, any waiver wire questions, any fantasy football questions at all, you guys can always DM us on Instagram or Twitter at FFDaydreamers. Let's get into the questions. First up, Jamar Chase versus the Los Angeles Chargers or Adam Thielen at Detroit? Uh, Thielen, because he's an end zone monster. He, he loves, he lives there. It is his domain. And uh, they face Detroit. Detroit is not good. Um, if you haven't heard. And as much as I think Jamar Chase can do well, and I think he will do well, just because he seems to be their number one guy and he has that connection with Burrow, the Chargers are a competent defense. Against the pass. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to give them too much praise because they've been, I can't, you know, they're, they've given up a lot of stuff um, and they have not played necessarily that well in, in when they need to. But I think it's the matchup, and you know Thielen can get it done. So I think those put it over the edge versus somebody you know can get it done, but his matchup is not as good. All right. Uh, I think I go with Jamar Chase. I got him a few spots ahead. I just think that this Chargers-Bengals game is going to hopefully be high scoring. They're both pretty good offenses. Both, both good defenses. Adam Thielen, yeah, you're right. They're going against Detroit, but they might get ahead of Detroit and – be able to run the ball with Alexander Madison and the touchdown might go to Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase, yeah, the touchdowns might go to T. Higgins, but Jamar Chase is that number one on the team for sure. While Adam Thielen is kind of the one B to Justin Jefferson. I barely lean Jamar Chase here. Yeah, I mean this is a close one, but I kinda agree with Keone's thought of um just the Chargers defense playing well against wide receivers and Joe Mixon is gonna have himself a field day and we saw what he did last week against the Steelers. The Chargers defense is significantly worse than that banged up Steelers defense was. Um, not that I don't think the Bengals won't be able to pass, but I think they're going to lean a lot more on uh, Joe Mixon, which is what we've seen from them over the last few weeks. So I would go Adam Thielen in the matchup. All right. Next up, Taysom Hill versus the Dallas Cowboys or Joe Burrow versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's start with you. I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. Uh, I like the Joe Burrow matchup as far as like just what he's been doing this year as a whole. But I think that um, Taysom Hill just brings that extra element that is the fantasy cheat code, which is running quarterback. It's not that it's easy for them to do so, but you know, his game is going to be built off of the run game, which is easier to um, sustain a lower floor performance, which is may what we end up seeing here. But I think that even with that um, we've seen Joe Burrow, play well and not put produce fantasy numbers, uh, which is typical of a pass-reliant quarterback. And I think Taysom Hill is going to um, provide a better floor for you and even potentially a higher ceiling. So it's going to be two for Taysom because uh, even... So say Kamara doesn't play, that's just better for Hill. And even if Kamara does play, like it's either he's called a vulture or doesn't or isn't get isn't called a vulture. Either way, he's going to be getting in the end zone on those runs from the goal line if they make it there. So, and I think on Thursday nights, quarterbacks have done pretty well, at least for this season, for the majority of the, um, of the quarterbacks that have played on Thursday night. So it's some, it seems to be a good, um, just game for them. Yeah. Not terrible. Like yeah. it has been in years past. Yeah. yeah. They've seemed to be, there's some, you know, something that they're, that they get going on Thursday night for whatever reason at the position. And then, uh, Aaron brought up a good point about the Joe, uh, Joe Mixon thing. So he, they're probably going to run a lot. And Joe Burrow has had some not fantasy. Like, that's the thing where you can have a great game 
but then your fantasy numbers aren't that great. And Joe Burrow fits into that category a lot of times. So I think Taysom Hill, yeah, the running ability helps, and especially if it's a rushing touchdown versus a passing touchdown, depending on how your scoring goes. But typically it's more for rushing. Uh, so yeah, I think his rushing ability and his uh, wild cardness lends him the uh, yeah. yeah. That would be three for Taysom Hill then, because I will yeah. I think you guys summed it up pretty well. His rushing ability just gives him that edge. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to finish in that thirteen to eighteen range. That just seems like. That's what he'll do. Next, Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Jacksonville Jaguars or Amari Cooper versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh, man. Odell's been banged up, but I think I got to go Odell here. I mean, against Jacksonville, they're a really bad defense. Matthew Stafford has had three games throwing a pick six. I don't think it happens again this week against Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't see it happening. Um, I think that the Rams are going to be playing much better. It's kind of, they got to get a, have a get right game here. I know that Odell cup, Van Jefferson, they all had pretty good games last week, but I don't really want to start either of these players, but I'll, I'll lean Odell. That's what I was going to start off with is, this is a gross question. Um, I would rather not pick Odell in just about every situation, but that's where I'm leaning in this one, just because I don't think Cooper is going to be active. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's a Thursday night. I If you start him, oh, man, that's that's if, rough. If you start him for Thursday night, you're spending the next two or three days hating yourself yeah. for starting him because you put him in and he scored five points or whatever yeah. he ends up getting you. Where at least with Odell, it's like, look, I'm not happy about it, but I can blend it in with the rest of the games that are going on on Sunday. Yeah, just, if he gets another seven targets or so, you know, he's not going to kill my week. Yeah, and, like, those games are happening all at the same time. So I'm, like, I can less pay attention to what's going on when I have multiple people going, whereas if you're playing the Thursday night guy who's questionable, who might play, who might not play, and he goes out there for the first two snaps and then he's done for the rest of the night, you're you're ticked off for four straight days or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but realistically, I think that Odell's just be- seeing a decent target share, like you said, uh, I believe Cup, Jefferson, and Beckham all had uh, 10 targets and were all out there for 100% of the snaps on offense. So he's being involved. So you're guaranteed that he's getting uh, at least touches Work, or yeah. will be on the field with opportunity. Whereas with Cooper, we just don't know how much he's going to be uh, available. just be that distraction if he does even play. Yeah. So I would have to lean Beckham on this one, even though I wanted to throw up. It's a begrudgingly Beckham <laughs> pick. Uh, just because, I, and JJ brought up this point as well, I think this is going to be a statement game for LA because they've lost a few ones where it's like, mm, you know, they they should have either won or been in it more than they were. And like you said, that the, the three pick sixes in a row. Yeah, three oof. games with a pick six. Yeah, that's, I think they're, because as like Jalen Ramsey said, we have a lot of like, we have the players on this team to do well. It's just they're not performing and I think this is a kind of a, a get right game, steer it in the right back in the right direction, um, because their seasons like they're they're okay for now. But like if it keeps this way, then it's going to be like how what happened? You know? Yeah. The problem thing? is they're in a really good division. Yeah. And so with the Cardinals still in first in the NFC, yeah, the Rams they were on fire earlier and they've just kind of cooled off the last few weeks. But yeah, I think I think it's kind of a put up or shut up game for yes, them. Honestly. Absolutely. Because it's like if you like look. You play the Packers, you, you understand, that's a good team. Mm-hmm. You play the 49ers, whatever, they caught you off guard. Mm. If you lose to the Jags, there's zero excuse. Yeah. 
Like we saw, we saw what the Bills did after they lost to the Jags. They went out and put it on who was it? The Jets. Obviously, the Packers are you know significantly better than Jacksonville, but I think we could see that kind of performance where it's like, look, we're going to drop forty on you yeah. and yeah, show no mercy kind of thing. Oh no, it's a definitely. I think Sean McVay it will absolutely run up the score. Yes, start up Cooper Cup. Yes. <laughs> All right, next Saquon Barkley at Miami or Jamal Williams versus Minnesota. Um, Jamal Williams. <laughs> Because he's going to be the starter, and he's going to get those touches. He's going to be guaranteed those touches. And not that Saquon Barkley isn't going to be guaranteed those touches, but their O-line is bad, and they just are seem to be just a broken team, both in like spirit and physically. There's a lot of injured players on that team. And I know if you have Daniel Jones, you might be more inclined, or if you don't have Daniel Jones, you might be more inclined to run the ball. But I... Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case as much as they want because their offense just doesn't go like it, they just can't get it going. So that's, you know, it, and Jamal Williams, I think has a better matchup because um, I think Saquon faces Miami. Yes. Yes. That's their defense. They're playing great right now. Yeah. So I think they're going to eat up that O line and get to the quarterback or get to whomever is in that backfield a lot. I think there's going to be turnovers and, so Jamal Williams, he's played well. It's just DeAndre Swift is so good. Yeah. And so then, I yeah, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. Yeah, I go Jamal Williams as well. Yeah, like you said, you would think that with Daniel Jones out, Saquon Barkley touches the ball more, but that also means that Miami can stack the box more, put more than seven people inside that box because Mike Glennon's not going to throw the ball to and who is he going to throw it to? Evan Ingram? <laughs> no, ask Ryan about that. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Galladay, we'll get to him a little bit later. No, like Sterling Shepard, he was the only bright spot of this team earlier, and he's been injured for so long. Um, Jamal Williams versus Minnesota. Minnesota plays to the level of their opponent. They have every single week this year. Detroit, kind of in that same boat. They're the worst version of it. So yes. they lose more, but they still have been playing to their opponent. You know, they they played the Ravens pretty well. They play, they've played a bunch of games really well. And so I think I lean Jamal Williams. He's going to get rushing down work with DeAndre Swift out. He's going to get passing down work with DeAndre Swift out. So Jamal Williams for me. Yep, make it three for three. Uh, I think Jamal Williams has better opportunities, which is a weird thing to say for an 0-10-1 team. Um, but they... It's they don't look bad. Yeah, they don't look like a like if they you watch them play trash. and you like, just took the records yeah. out of there, you would just be like, oh, that okay, they're struggling a little bit. Whatever, they don't execute. They don't look like your typical winless team. Um, and I think that like I want nothing to do with anybody on this Giants offense. Zero percent. Like, I'm not starting anybody if I have the opportunity to do so. Absolutely. Last one here: Darnell Mooney versus the Arizona Cardinals or Boston Scott at the New York Jets. I kind of think this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going Darnell Mooney. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. He's he's been their best receiver and even though it's against the Cardinals, like it's a tough defense, but it, like somebody's going to throw him the ball whether it's the Andy Dalton is okay. going to be the starter it looks like this week. Fields is still injured. Yeah. Okay, but just regard. It's somebody's going to throw him the ball and I can't trust the Philadelphia backfield, so yes, Darnell Mooney is and money against the Jets. I know, but it's just like who like the my thing is they can they're going to do well in the run game. I'm just not sure who it will be. Yeah. That's the thing. If we had a guaranteed like hey, this guy's getting X amount of snaps. So if it's mm-hmm. guaranteed Boston Scott, do you go Boston Scott here? 
If I can guarantee Is Jalen Hurts playing? Jalen Hurts plays. <laughs> okay. But he is banged up. He yeah, is yeah. limited, yeah. obviously. Boston Scott back from his illness. Miles Sanders does not go. Jordan Howard's still banged up. Kenneth Gainwell gets a little bit of play, but, you know, he hasn't done that much. I so. would feel more comfortable in that situation with Boston Scott, but not can't, super I, You can't yeah. guarantee it like, anyway. Not, Darnell exactly. Mooney, Ryan. Come on, yeah. that's an easy one. No, I'm doing Darnell Mooney, especially because I don't expect this to be a particularly close game. Uh, so... Bears probably playing catch up most of the time, which leads to airing it out quite a bit. So I think Darnell Mooney ends up being that number one target. We could see him get, you know, twelve to fifteen targets this mm. week just because they're having to play catch up. So You're I like the opportunity. Right. All yes. right, that'll do it for our start sit questions. Let's move on to our nightmares. Can you tell me about a nightmare you've had? I can, I can. So who is going to be a nightmare for week thirteen? I got my first one is going to be all the Houston Texans running backs, specifically David Johnson. He didn't practice on Wednesday with an illness. David Johnson has had one game inside the top 24 this year at the running back position. He finished 24th in week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since then, he's finished outside the top 36 seven times. The Texans play the Colts this week, who are coming off a devastating loss to the Buccaneers. And they're really looking to rebound, I bet, because that was a brutal loss. Uh, they're in The Colts are in the middle of the league in yards given up to the running back position, but they're in the top five in touchdowns given up to the running back position. I think that they really up, they were really upset by this loss, and they blow out the Texans, so I don't want anything to do with these Texans running backs. I will give a shout-out to Rex Burkhead, who I did have to pick up last week, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, you didn't get you didn't get me the win, but you you helped. So uh, like I will. He didn't, he didn't lose it for you. No, no, he did not. So that was he got like six point nine points. So yeah. I'm like nice. nice. Like because you know thumbs up for that. Indeed, uh, and it was an important win. Um, but yes, I agree with uh, the Colts are going to be mad. They and they yeah, they, they should be. They whew, they got so close because it was right in their fingertips. And yes, exactly. The new nickname Lenny Four Tutties, according to Gronk, uh, just. It was too much for him, and they do have a better run defense. Um, the Colts do, so yeah. That's the thing. They're they're top five in touchdowns given up with eight, and they gave up three to Len Fournette yeah. last week. Mm. So okay. they don't give up a lot of touchdowns. No, on the ground. Mm. All right, Aaron, who's your who's your first? All right, so my first guy, somebody we've already talked about a little bit, is Saquon Barkley. Love it. Yeah. Um. So he hasn't scored over nine points uh, in the two games since his return. Um, and to go along with that, Miami has not allowed a running back to score over 10 fantasy points in their last two games. They're currently on the four-game winning streak where they're allowing 11.5 total points per game. Defense has actually stepped up. We've seen a lot better production from the offense, which you know makes it easier for the defense to not be put in terrible situations, and we're likely not going to see Daniel Jones be the starter for the Giants here. I don't trust Mike Glennon as a quarterback, and like we said, uh, like JJ said earlier, that's going to lead to stacked boxes, which we've seen that uh, in years past. Uh, I think it was opening night last year against the Steelers where Saquon went like nine carries for six yards because they just kept putting seven, yeah. eight guys in the box and were like, yeah, try to run it. And this line is not good enough to make anything out of that. So I think that Saquon is going to finish outside the top 24 this week. Miami is going to go 10 and seven. Heard it. <laughs> I believe you heard it here first. I actually, <laughs> old strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I really want it to happen so bad. 
Like if that's a that's a team that I'm sort of rooting for is Miami. So is Miami your second favorite team? Now? Potentially, because I just want them to go ten and seven. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's that was a conversation from earlier in the live stream. So check it out, Adrian Media <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> there you go. Um, my my nightmare or my first nightmare is DK Metcalf. That's right, the Dick King himself. He's about a, has a he's had a bit of trouble uh, performing as of late. You know, uh, to the degree that is as, as expected of him. And a lot of that has to do with the, the playing ability of Russell Wilson. And post his comeback, he is, uh, like, from injury, he has not done well. In the three weeks since the bye, um, DK Metcalf has no touchdowns. He has an average of just over 23 yards per game and a catch percentage of only 40%. Gross. So <laughs> it is bad. And in his last game was the worst game of the season. Like, he had one catch. And it's uh, it's it's not good. He's not putting up decent fantasy numbers, and I just don't like. Even when Russ had this good game, relatively, he, he had his worst. So it, I don't know what's what's going on with him. If something else is happening, um, but yeah, something uh, smells in Seattle, and it's not just people blasting Bob Marley from one of the 134 Starbucks located in the city. So there's some facts for you about Seattle. Their, facts. Their Starbucks count. So do you have DK Metcalf like outside the top twenty four, outside the top thirty six? I mean, you don't want to start him at all. I don't. I mean, you. I mean, I understand if you're forced to like if you. Yeah, if you yeah. Have that's what him, I mean is because DK Metcalf is probably one of your quote stud wide receivers. So that's why I'm asking, how far do you have? Do you have him out? I don't know. I would just be surprised because he's been peppering like five points, and that's that's what you don't. It's what, something you don't want. So I don't know if. Like the three games, maybe he might come back. I don't. I don't know, but it's been a it's been a rough streak since since the bye week. Yeah, because I think he finishes as a top twenty wide receiver this week. Okay, so if you want to make a bet, but I understand if you're like, ah, twenty is a lot. He's a good wide receiver. I get that. Yeah, I mean, because there's there's always the chance that he does well, but yeah. I just Again, think San Francisco. San Francisco has been rolling on defense, on offense, everywhere uh, recently too. So, but yeah, you're right. DK Metcalf has just not has just not performed. Russell Wilson is I'm yearning a big part of that. I feel like <laughs> my next guy, another New York Giant, Kenny Galladay. Like we talked about, Danny Dimes. He doesn't look like he's going to go this week. Mike Glennon passing him the ball. I don't want to see that. The Dolphins, like Aaron talked about, they're a really good defense. They are on a roll right now. And Kenny Galladay has been inside the top 24 wide receivers once this year. Other than that, he has not finished higher than 44th. It has been a rough year for Kenny G. I don't expect it to get much better without his starting quarterback or a starting quarterback that is severely banged up. And what's been a really good defense. I'm just disappointed that Kenny G decided to go to New York. Like he had a choice. Yeah. He was stuck in, he was stuck in Detroit. I get it. He can't do anything about that. This man yeah, chose yeah. to sign a four-year deal with New York, and then he has not played well. It's not like no. it's not like he went there and he's still balling out. Like he looked good in Detroit until his injury. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's disappointing. Just a lot of it's an overall gross situation. Yeah, exactly. All right, my second nightmare is Kendrick Bourne, uh, Patriots wide receiver. Every game he has had this year has either been inside the top eighteen, which he's had five games, or he's been outside the top forty which he's had seven games. Buffalo's defense 
is allowing the fewest passing yards per game and total passing yards, and have only allowed eight passing touchdowns so far. Eight. The whole year. 11 games. Next closest team is uh, two teams are tied at 14 for passing touchdowns allowed. All of Kendrick Bourne's top 18 games have been as a result of him scoring a touchdown or passing for a touchdown. I don't think he scores in this game. Uh, therefore, I think he's done uh, for this week. I wouldn't be starting him. He's been the top 20, I think he was uh, 22 overall in the year uh, through this week. So he's been fantasy relevant, uh, but you've had to kind of pick and choose your matchups, obviously. With yeah, his, boomer bust, yeah. for sure. And I think that this is one of those weeks that we're going to see uh, a little bit more of a bust, especially with Monday night game. Um, I believe it is in Buffalo. So we're going to see a little bit more of this team uh, tested compared no, to like who they've been playing over there. No win worry about Tredavious White not being there anymore. He is clearly their number one uh, player, the Bills' number one player in that secondary. He tore his ACL on Thanksgiving. He will be done for the season. No worry about them giving up a little bit more. I know they are still a super stingy defense, especially through the air. Yeah, I mean, it. obviously there's a little bit of worry just because you it's you can't replace a guy like that. But I think that Tredavious White typically is more uh, on shadow coverage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the Patriots have a guy that you would designate to shadow. Like, Bourne isn't necessarily the top wide receiver. Uh, Jacoby Myers. And- like, so I, I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, oh man, he would have been shut down by Tredavious White. It's more just, you know. It more just helps the whole defense yeah. that the other guys on the opposite side of the field don't really have to worry about. Yeah, no, so, I, I get it. Yeah, but, I was just wondering. I still agree with you. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking. When you say when you said shadow coverage, I thought of like the shadow realm. <laughs> Uh, of course. I was so, wondering where your brain was going there. I saw the wheels turning. I thought it was going to be Shadow Clone Jitsu. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those two. Hey, shout out both Naruto and Yu Gi Oh! But do you think he like gets up on the line with somebody? He's like, it's time to duel. Anyways, my second nightmare, speaking of the Shadow Realm, nightmare is Clyde Edwards Alaire. And can you guess what Clyde Edwards Lair and John Madden have in common? Neither of them like to travel through the air. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's right. They, they both really pretty much keep things on the ground. And unfortunately for him, Denver is a good rushing defense on the ground. Like, they'll give up a lot of points to, to running backs, like, through the air. Like, you'll see you saw Eckler do it and, and other quarterbacks, but, or other running backs. But when they're on the ground, uh, they have only allowed... Um, they've allowed fewer than 75 yards in six of their 11 games and then less than 100 yards in eight. So they're really pretty much keeping, like, you have to throw the ball to score on them if you're a running back. And Edward, or Edward Dallaire does not really do that. I know he's gotten in the end zone twice via the air, but that was a long, long time ago. And the most catches he's had in the game this season is three. And that was for, like, 30 yards. So I, like, he can... He's gonna he he doesn't do it through the air and that's so he's gonna have to be he's gonna do it on the ground and Denver that's that's where they get you so it's uh they're gonna um, it's gonna be like an early Christmas gift they're gonna wrap him up and he's gonna just gonna get forgotten in the back of the closet until spring cleaning isn't it crazy that Clyde Edwards Alaire coming out of college was this pass catching back. And now he can't. He doesn't do it in the NFL. It's almost like NFL coaches don't always utilize their players in the best way. Like yeah. when, Ooh, uh-huh. like when Washington 
uh, doesn't use prior to this last week, Antonio Gibson, the former college-wide receiver in the passing game. They literally take him off the field for third downs and bring out Jarek McKinnon. No, J.D. McKissick. Or, or sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking McKissick. about the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Like, former wide receiver. No, no, yeah. no. Get him off the field. Let's bring in another short guy that can catch the pass. Yep. Makes shifty. Total, yeah, mm. super shifty. Makes total sense. Not like, you know, one of them used to actually play wide receiver. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But then you're like Troy Aikman, who loves to point out other positions that people have yes. played. It's like, ah, oh, I used to be a cornerback in the, or quarterback in the college or the high school days. And it's like, okay, great. Like, the. I don't know. It's just, Did you know that a lot of tight ends used to play basketball in college? What? No way. <laughs> Super crazy. Thanks, Troy. All right. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and tell a friend about us because that would really help. Like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Go to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. We got all of our content up there. Like I said, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FFDaydreamers. And if you got a little extra funds, I know it's the holiday season, so you might not right now, but maybe a Christmas present to the Daydreamers over here. You guys could go over to Patreon.com, find us, the Daydreamer Media over there. We got a few tiers, a few special things coming out if you guys uh, sign up for that. So go do, go do that. You guys got anything to plug? Um, happy, um, happy currently Konica. Excuse me. Happy, 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 happy Hanukkah is happening at the right time now. Of this. Yeah, as we're talking about so, it. So, um, currently Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah. Um, how some how it's spelled sometimes. So, good, good, good for that. Good. Yeah. Celebrate your. So there's that. That's happy Hanukkah. Uh, check out articles and the rankings, which I believe the rankings are going up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. And we'll have articles on Friday and Saturday being posted. Or today. The rankings are up on Thursday. Rankings are up on Thursday. Yep. Articles Friday, Saturday. Fridays. So check that out. For all Fridays. <laughs> Just Friday. Just Fridays. Good job. Stay dreaming. <laughs> Stay dreaming. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust.